da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. So we're back, not even 24 hours later, since our last episode, yep. and uh, for a good reason though this time, I think. It's just, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm 99% sure, Brian, that mm-hmm. Kathy Kennedy and the rest of Lucasfilm <laughs> listen to our show because yeah. they, they do it, seriously, they wait for us to release an episode and then they release something <laughs> huge. So that we yeah. have to get on here immediately to react to it. They, right. They, I think it's I, this them telling us they want multiple episodes a week, which we can yeah. work out. Just, we, just send me an agree. email. We're, we'll, we're working on it. We can work out a financial agreement yeah. where we'll do I also, episodes. I like to think that they do listen to our show and just kind of got the sense from the last couple of weeks that we're a little bit beaten down because of uh, another blockbuster film that let's just not name in this entire podcast. You know, it's like it's been kind of a dark couple of weeks for us or not even dark just like kind of a whipping and so they're like you know what you guys deserve something so here you go here's here's a rogue one trailer has anyone thought about said blockbuster since rogue one trailer dropped 12 hours ago i haven't heard one mention of it to be honest in any form yeah so that's a good thing yes it's doing us public service i think i consider it a a public service they should get a tax write-off for doing that (laughs) can we just say Right off the bat, yeah. I, I feel like we ought to say how awesome our listeners are. Because, I mean, I feel like pretty much I woke up today a little bit late. I typically get up about eight o'clock and kind of hang around the house before I go in. I don't I don't have to be in my office, you know, at a, at a certain time most days. And I work a lot of nights and weekends and stuff. So I, I kind of take my time getting out in the morning. This morning I got up late because I've been working a ton this week. And, uh... So I woke up probably about nine o'clock, and my phone was already completely blown up yeah, with Rogue One stuff. Richard <laughs> with and you I and Richard, but had also carried on other the conversation friends. without you. Yeah, yeah, we'd already had a bunch of uh, a bunch of followers or listeners that had tweeted at us or emailed us and stuff like that. And through the day, it has just been. It's. A, I feel like it's always a good sign when we have to kind of reactively put up a tweet regarding something that we're going to do because we got so I got tired of not tired in a bad way just like so many people were asking us hey are you guys going to do a rogue one reaction uh podcast and I finally had to put up a tweet yes we're going to do one so just so that we could just kind of head it off at the pass which is awesome like our listeners are great thank you guys for for listening obviously and for just kind of engaging and being interested in literally anything that we say and I love it. It's it's awesome. Let me just say not near enough of you engage. <laughs> sure. And sure. we do want everyone to follow us, M A M underscore podcast. We really don't promote that on the show. We don't ever right. kind of point you towards social media enough. So M A M underscore podcast. We have a lot of right. we carry on the conversation on social media, so do that. I honestly thought that these reaction episodes were done when I did too. Yeah. yeah, and the fans have spoken, and here we are. Just general thoughts. Uh, Richard Barton will be joining us shortly, by the way. Yeah, uh, general thoughts uh, from him will come. But uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. There wasn't much of a build up to this. There wasn't really any poster reveal teaser. There wasn't really uh, the only teaser we got was maybe a four second clip of this. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a, it's a funny good. thing in Hollywood now, and I'd like to get your thoughts on the uh, teaser to the teaser mm-hmm. to the trailer uh, to the movie. So so now they're teasing the teaser, which right. is interesting. Right? Yeah. I I, that, I, is that is that a uh, is that a sub? Is, is that what Vine has given us? Yeah. You know, pretty like, much Instagram we, too. You we get only need six seconds. Of we a only clip need six and, seconds, yeah. and uh, we're good. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Our our low attention span world just getting shorter and shorter by the minute. But yeah. I started seeing tweets yesterday saying yesterday evening saying, Hey, there's probably going to be a, a rogue one trailer tomorrow. And so I was getting uh, excited about it. I didn't think it would drop first thing this morning, although I should have, since that's what's happened every other time in the Disney star Wars thing, except for the Monday night football trailer, it's always come out in the morning. And so anyway, yeah, that's this morning woke up and my phone was blown up and here we are, another one. It's such a different reaction, a different mood that this trailer has brought us than mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. And I just want to talk about sort of the hype leading up to this versus the hype leading up to The Force Awakens. I mean, 
my heart stopped when I saw the first trailer for The Force Awakens. And yeah. uh, this excited me, but in a completely different way. Yeah, and, I totally uh, what, agree. What's your, yep. what's your reaction to yeah, it? I'm the same. You know, I, I just watched it again right before we hopped on. I've watched it, I don't know, half a dozen times, something like that, to try to really take it all in. It looks great. Like, this looks like a a legitimately great movie. I'm not as... I'm not quite as excited, or I'm not excited in the same way, I guess, as I was for Force Awakens, just because, because that was the first one, because the anticipation for that had been looming for about three years, um, and because clear, I mean, that movie, even I watched a good chunk of it today. I bought it on Blu-ray uh, this week, and my kid and I sat down and watched about half of it uh, this this afternoon or this evening, and there's so much nostalgia value to it that I think is a, is a big part of why I love it so much and why it, it just from the, the very beginning from the first teaser trailer all the way through to like my seventh viewing of the movie. Uh, it, it just sticks out to me as such a strong emotional pull. Uh, this is a little bit different because this is a standalone because we don't know any of the characters that are in this movie beyond uh, we think, we're pretty sure Darth Vader's in the movie, but we don't we don't see him in the trailer. We don't really know what's going to happen with that. It's not about the characters so much this time as it is just exclusively uh, about the universe, right? And so it's a it's a different kind of feeling, but it also looks great. Like that's a great trailer to to start this whole thing off with. I think. Yeah, I think it's less about the universe than it is more about the story. Yeah, honestly, yeah. here yeah. Uh, this is just a story. The uh, plans to steal the Death Star, or right. the story behind the uh, stealing of the plans of the Death Star, uh, it's just something we've all we've been teased forever in, right. in Star Wars, and it's referenced multiple times uh, in A New Hope, and that's sort of what leads us to A New Hope. Yeah, and it's sort of teased in the same way that Clone Wars are, are teased, and of course, you know, we got the cartoon series to delve more into that, but right. this is sort of the perfect scenario for explaining this story. It would be at a one-off movie that's not really part of the trilogies in any way right and tells us everything we need to know and then more yeah uh, it's going to give us probably more origin than we think i think it's going to yeah, he's going to point fair. maybe point towards things that mm-hmm. we will discover in right. episode eight or maybe things that we discovered in the past couple months with right. uh the force awakens yeah i think there'll be a fair amount of connecting the dots and or or maybe even just alluding to the dots that it's kind of connecting and that's that's fine that's great uh, but i'm very interested to see you know there i think there's a there's a faction of uh moviegoers if not outright star wars fans that i think don't quite understand the value or, or don't understand the appeal of, of these movies, these standalone, these Star Wars stories, as they're being called. Um, because I think there's a there's a lot of people who have seen all the Star Wars movies and enjoy them, but they don't really think about or care about what these you know origin stories are, what the background is, what the what's happening in between the movies, what's happening in different parts of the galaxy, all that sort of stuff. And so I think there's some people, like I was talking about it today with some some friends. Right after the trailer dropped, I went and uh, I play basketball every Thursday with a group of guys, and it was kind of split. It was about half and half that nobody was saying that looks dumb, but I think I think there was a – it was about half and half like, man, I can't wait. I'm excited to see what happens versus I don't really completely understand why we, we need this. And I, I think – I think that is something that's going to go away pretty quickly because, A, this looks like it's going to be a very good movie. And I think that's the the number one step in this whole process is if you're going to go this route and you're going to take – you're going to put a full feature-length film out or a bunch of feature-length films that aren't uh, directly connected to the trilogies, then, A, it has to be really good. You have to start off with the right project. And I think this is it, this looks like it's going to be. They got a great direct. We'll talk about all that stuff in a second. But the other part is, I think people are going to walk out of this movie and maybe for the first time are going to experience the stuff that I experience have experienced since like three years old. And and you're kind of in the same boat, Kent, of just like this awe and wonder of like or a realization even of how vast this universe and this galaxy is, and 
there is just so much that can be taken from there's there's so many stories that you can tell within this this uh this universe and within this timeline without ever really touching on the main story the main plot and so i i think they picked the right i don't know about you but i think i i of all the ones that that they've announced the star wars stories i think this is the right one to kick off the the standalone films with other than rather than a Boba Fett or Han Solo or whatever else is coming down the line. I think it's the right one to kick it off with. And I, I really feel like it's going to leave people not just coming away saying that's a good movie, but maybe understanding a little more of like why people like me are obsessed with, or have been obsessed with this, you know, this whole thing for, for years and years and years and years. And, uh, I'm, I can't wait to have some of this background information filled in, and I, I hope more people walk away thinking, I kind of want to know more about what happens between these movies. Yeah, I think this will draw less of an audience. I think this will make yes. less money than The Force Awakens. Yes, um, I agree. I think the hype will be there, but I, I, I don't see this as a movie for my sister. You know, like I would for right. Force Awakens. I see this. This is a movie for Star Wars fans. Like, let's be real. This is yeah. This is for us. This is this is one. This is a a nod to the people who have been there since day one. You know, like, hey, we know you guys really want to know this story, and we're not just gonna put out a novel and call it canon and and say, here you go, here's what happened. Right. But we're gonna get a great director on board, and we're gonna do it the the best way uh, we possibly can. And I mean, this is if if I was to vote, this would probably be the number one story that I would want to know more of. Uh, yeah, I don't re- don't really want to know more of Yoda's origin. I don't care. Uh, you know, there's been um, there's been rumors for a while that they were going to do a Yoda movie, but that's I just don't care much about about that. And there's also been rumors about the Obi Wan mm-hmm. origin story, which I think is a likely scenario. The more we yeah, talk about it the more we are now. Oh, I, I think that that next offshoot uh, anthology film, or they like to call them, I think, mm-hmm. uh, or Star Wars Story. Right. Uh, that'll be probably Obi Wan between uh, the Revenge of the Sith and mm-hmm. uh, New Hope. Can, yeah. In the, around the same time period as this, maybe maybe we get Obi Wan in this film. There's a weird thought. Yeah, that'd a be younger, interesting. A younger Obi Wan, uh, Ewan McGregor, of right. course, would probably return to that role. He's the perfect age right now for it too. So sure. a little young for a believable Obi-Wan, but I think now he's matured into the character enough. He respects it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would love to see that, uh, eventually, but we, uh, we have Gareth Edwards for now at the helm yeah. of rogue one. And I gotta say, I'm, I'm more confident that this is going to be a great movie than I was the force awakens. Then I'm, I'm more confident <laughs> in Gareth Edwards than I am than I was in J.J. Abrams uh, when that was announced. Wow. I don't know about you. I, I think this guy is a great director. Like, th- this does not feel like Star Wars, even. This feels like an independent film. This feels like mm-hmm. almost an indie movie with, with large... I mean, Godzilla felt like a small, independent movie with a huge monster. You know? It, it sure. just never felt like a over-bloated blockbuster in any sense of the word. It felt like a real-world movie or scenario and it didn't, it didn't feel like not necessarily like found footage but it felt so authentic sure. uh, and everything that happens feels so real and i mean just the, his ability to work with scale is so impressive with his previous films monsters and godzilla and of course this right and there's a shot at the end of this with the adat walkers that's just yeah, you know that giant awesome. foot just hits into that right. river or ravine or beach and that huge wave comes up, and it's just like, man, this guy knows how to work with, I don't know, giant monsters or mm-hmm. yeah. big. He understands you know I mean? scale really. He, he well. understands perspective yeah, more than anything. Yeah, and absolutely. like, if you saw that, what would it feel like approaching you? Right. It just feels so scary, and yeah. even more scary than in, in the Empire Strikes Back when the Adats are coming at you, and it feels intimidating. But this is just like it's overpowering, and I just love that scene in Godzilla when everyone's standing in the uh, in the airplane hangar or in the terminal of the airport and they just see mm. Godzilla just stomp across the runway and everyone's just in awe. I just, that right. gives me goosebumps to think about that. It's just so well executed and uh, well envisioned, but I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about this. 
this guy. I think this is the perfect choice for this story. And it's going to feel more like an independent film or a, uh, just a standalone thriller. I think it's just going to stand on its own way better than, than the other films have. And I think The Force Awakens stands on its own very well for, for a new Star Wars film. Uh, J- uh, Richard Barton joining us now. Howdy, Richard. What up? I'm on a Star Wars episode, guys. You are. We allowed I've you on. Pro- <laughs> I've been promoted. So Right. If this is bad, if this movie turns out bad, we know where we went wrong. We know what happens. <laughs> you were, yeah, you jinxed us. Yeah. So, Richard and I uh, were up early this morning, and uh, we're up around right when the trailer hit. And um, Richard said, "Man, that even got me excited," you know. And uh, he 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 texted us first, I think, about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was, was a rare a occurrence. And so yeah. you seem more excited than you expected, or more excited than usual on this. So. Just talk about your excitement, first of all. In well, as a kid, a kid that grew up uh, loving Star Wars and then kind of put it away for 15 years, you know, it can't be discounted. Uh, sorry, my dog's scratching frantically. I'll go away. <laughs> uh, it can't be discounted, you know, the kind of how Force Awakens really reinvigorated my love of this world, um, which is, is still less than, than a tenth of you guys, I'm sure, in intensity. Because mine is in no way erotic, and as we know, Brian's is almost completely <laughs> yeah, it's purely erotic, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so yeah. So you know, w- within the context of Force Awakens being so good, and and, and this universe being, uh, you know, so brought back to life in in a in a new and interesting and invigorating way, that paints, you know, the way I, I look at this trailer for Rogue One because mm-hmm. now I have had that experience. You can put it and in the context favorite- a little bit better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then this was such a mysterious film. I, I knew timeline wise, it took place at kind of a weird time and I knew the cast was a little different and I knew that it was, you know, an action story, but, but one that took place outside of sort of the canon of the, the general episodes. And I was curious how that would be, how, how small it would be, how, how big it would be. You know, you, if, if you right. made it it's huge epic, well then why isn't that just episode blank? Right. Yeah. How do you play with that? And uh, I think the trailer just—you're right. It's—it was like uh, it was kind of Hunger Gamesy, and it was kind of Jason Bourne-y, and it was like all these things that I like. And but within a Star Wars, if it was a lot more um, intimate, and the violence felt more threatening, and things like that. And I was just yeah. like, I just got really excited. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I watched the trailer. I was at the office early this morning, and, and uh, saw something come across Twitter because I work very hard. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I'm here, right? So that counts. No. Right. I saw something pop up on my phone or something and, and watched the trailer and then texted you guys immediately. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was a great, great trailer. I'm excited. I'm really excited because, again, it's so fun. To, um, look, I mean, I'm excited for Civil War. In terms of, like, blockbuster films, I'm excited for Civil War. But, like, I kind of know what I'm in for. Um, whereas this, I really – all the Star Wars yeah. films so far, it's like I go in with such a sense of mystery – and uh, it's so fun to do that. Someone that that does what I do, you know, doing this show and just being the kind of general person I am. I'm like an over researcher, and I like to know everything about everything. And a lot of times, I ruin the entertainment value for myself because I'm just such a nerd on like knowing the, you know, where something was shot and and you know, general plot or that two actors didn't get along with a screenwriter or something. Right. But then. Uh, now, like with these movies, it's like I get to just be a movie fan again, and I love that so much in in blockbuster mm-hmm. uh, films. Yeah, I, what I think is the coolest thing about this film and these kind of standalone movies is that uh, you can. I think I think these guys can take a chance with or take a risk, maybe a little bit more than you can with the trilogy films, because if this kind of bombs. Uh, financially or critically, you can kind of write it off as well. It doesn't really. It you could easily get away from any connection that it that it has to the canon of the rest of the films, or at least write that off. You know, so I think that leads to, I think that leads to good filmmaking in a lot of ways of having these directors have more opportunity to to try something a little different, and maybe the maybe the hold on on them from the studio from Kathleen Kennedy from everybody else is a little bit looser and they're allowed to to you know have a little bit of leeway which kind of adds just what you're saying Richard like even an extra element of uh 
a kind of mystery and like not yeah. completely sure what to expect. You, you feel like they that. you feel like they have more creative freedom with this because it matters less to the future of the Star Wars universe than say episode seven or eight or nine. You know what I mean? There's right. such an immense amount of pressure there, and I feel like here you could just say, "Hey, Gareth, make a movie about uh, the X Wings." And uh, them stealing the rebels, stealing the plans, and make it great, you know. And you could almost do that. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like these are going to be more authentic to um, great storytelling than the yeah. than the others are. But th- speaking of storytelling, this does come to us from the writer of Ants, which is the superior of the animated <laughs> bug films. I will go disagree, on the record. Disagree, disagree, but it's, sure, it's great. Uh, and he, Richard, this is the writer of about a boy who wrote the screenplay for this, which is, I know it's one of your favorite, yep. one of my uh, favorite, favorite movies, movies ever, favorite movies ever. And his most recent work, uh, Chris White's, his name is, uh, was Cinderella last year, which was a strong a, script, strong yeah. script, strong envisioning of that, uh, yeah. universe, I guess. And he also did the golden compass, which I thought was a under appreciated fantasy adventure film that. I kind of got overshadowed by Chronicles of Narnia and other things during that time. Uh, but uh, Nutty Professor to the Clumps is also on the, his the resume. Vastly superior. One of the you. five things he's done is Nutty Professor to the Clumps. So uh, that's uh, that's the superior of the Kind of burying the lead there. That's what we yeah. should have started with. should have started with that one. But it seems to be in good hands. And uh, directorial-wise... Uh, I think it's in good hand. What, Richard, what are your thoughts on uh, Gareth? I think he's great. I think, you know, his sensibility fits this universe really well. And I think he'll bring, I mean, I don't want to just keep hammering home points you guys have made, but you know, the, the danger in star Wars sometimes is, is getting too big and too galactic and losing kind of that, you know, the, the human, it sounds weird to say kind of the human um, pathos and, in, and interest in these films. Yeah. You love Hans, you know, like you love Chewbacca, but like you love Han and Leah and Mark Hamill, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, and uh, and uh, you love Leia and you love Ray now and all these guys because they're you, you love those characters. They're human, and uh, I think Gareth will will really walk that line well. The the you know we we're getting some kind of a lot more unknown actors than this, which is the Star Wars way, which is really cool, and I trust them completely because I thought. Force Awakens, the best thing about it, and there's a lot of great things about it. I think it was very expertly cast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I do too. And uh, another female protagonist here. Yeah. How dare they? How dare they? How dare they? Yeah. Someone texted me, a friend of mine. I know. A friend of mine texted me, and I was like, really? They're doing another female protagonist in Star Wars? And I was like, I know. When are men going to finally get our shot to lead (laughs) action films? Yeah. Now we're only winning like 140 a, a to two. Jeez. Yeah. I think it's it, we. There are two. I mean, it, oh, look, it's going to be compared to Force Awakens because of that, but it's going to be cool. Like it, she's going to be great, and it's going to be. Who cares, right? This is coming from a universe with, that literally had two female characters before Ray last year. <laughs> it had Leia I and know, Amidala, so and that's it. Uh, Actually, so they're making the Rancor is female. Okay, sorry. Female. Yeah, my bad. Actually, the Sarlacc <laughs> pit was female. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. And Luke's Luke's aunt. He had her. Yeah. She had that blue milk. Blue milk. I've yeah. heard you know coworkers call their ex wives a Sarlacc pit before, so that's why I made that uh, <laughs> connection. <laughs> okay, so Felicity Jones uh, in the lead role. I think what's teased here is I feel like she is a. Aladdin type rebel. Like I got a real Aladdin vibe from this trailer. I don't know if you did. She seems like this kind of rebel that uh, maybe gets caught stealing. And uh, it it starts off with kind of an interrogation. And I I feel like she's going to get caught committing a crime. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Imperials catch her and she fins off the Imperials, which we see a glimpse of here. And then the rebels take notice and are like, holy crap, who is this girl? (laughs) Yeah, we got to get her. And they recruit her to be a rebel, and but they have this mission that they've been wanting to do. But the fa- the fact of the matter is, this mission is too dangerous for them to send any of their real pilots into because right. they might not come back. So let's just find people that are really good that we won't really care about to send in there and do this for us because we don't really care if they make it out alive or not. Right. Uh, and that that's what it seems to me like this this group of misfits kind of comes together 
and uh, is the, are the ones that yeah. come through for the Rebels or join I, up with the yeah, Rebels. Yeah, kind of a Guardians sure. of the Galaxy feel, but less comical, I think. Probably. Absolutely. What is, what's your interpretation of the story? I mean, this is all speculation, of course. But... Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she's she's a uh, some sort of a, an outcast or whether she's an actual rebel or is just a smuggler like Han or something like that. I think she's just a she's an outlier and we need uh, we need somebody who thinks outside the box for this mission. This da- this mission's too dangerous for uh like Princess Leia or something. So uh we'll, I'm going to put we'll in get... the advance call that she's going to be like Han's mom. <laughs> I'm going to put in the call that she's Ray's mom. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. Too. That could be it. Yeah. Could we'll be. see. I Wow, so much speculation, but it's just weird <laughs> to see Brian. Maybe you can test this. It's weird to see the re- original stormtroopers again on screen after the it, first. It was order like a half everything. second of like of wait a second, and then you know, kind of recalibrating. Ah, right, this is and I and then immediately I was like, that's awesome because this this is seriously like having your your cake and eating it too, right? Like you get, I'll get to see these new advances in Star Wars technology for the rest of my life, and then. Every so often, we'll venture back into the past and get the nostalgia, vintage look, and I that makes me nerdy happy. Yeah, so we're going to go through here, and I want to actually just talk about it kind of clip by clip here, like we've done with previous episodes of uh, trailer reactions. So we f- see her from behind at first, and it looks like Leia at the beginning. She's got a kind of a vest on, uh, kind of reminiscent of... The Force Awakens Leia that we have just previously seen. So it's kind of uh-huh. a familiar image. Yeah. And we see Rebel pilots, uh, Rebel pilots that we kind of haven't seen in that outfit since Return of the Jedi, I believe. Can you back me up on that? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. They look to be at a jungle base of some kind, mm-hmm. uh, possibly indoor ish type planet. And wouldn't surprise me if this was Alderaan or a planet that we've only seen get blown up in the previous <laughs> sure. uh, Star Wars film, uh, New Hope. Mm-hmm. And we see a sort of mission control type facility. And it, you know, of course, is like the the pointer scenes that we've seen in The Force Awakens and, and Jedi. And uh, this looks to be where she gets interrogated in, uh, by the Rebels. And we are introduced to Diego Luna. We get a glimpse of Diego Luna there. He looks to be a part of mm-hmm. the rebellion, yeah, the crew, yeah. And then when you get that glimpse of her uh, kicking butt and uh, shooting the stormtroopers, and they blow up, and she has a blaster of some kind. We don't know if that's her blaster or what. And then she says, uh, "Y'all are rebellion, aren't you?" Well, I'm a rebel, which is a cool line. And yeah, uh, well, I'm sure we'll hear that repeated in uh, a ton of ways. Like if mm-hmm. any wide receiver makes a play, uh, we're gonna <laughs> get a montage mi- mash up with. With Rogue One, and then so they they tell her that they want her for a mission, which is dangerous, and they want plans for a secret starship that has unlimited power. We see star destroyers, Brian. What kinds of star destroyers are these? I know there are multiple sizes and names. I know. You, uh, you I mean, I think they're just the regulars, because as far to my knowledge, the only one that exists in the at least in the movie universe that is bigger that it's the. Uh, the, is Darth Vader Star Destroyer? And I, now I can't remember what the what it's super called. Destroyer. The, the Super Star Destroyer yeah. that's so much bigger. I think pretty much every other one, at least in the movie, is just a regular old normal Star Destroyer. So we see sort of a satellite retracting from the Death Star, which maybe it looks like the final piece being put in place. Yeah, or that's something. The, the the gun, the basically. actual yeah. gun that shoots planets that right. sort of sets the Death Star apart. That little divot, right? In it. That's a really cool scene too. Just that that shot. I thought it. I thought they were doing some kind of a because they fade. They they pull back on it. I right. thought it was like a fade. That usually that sort of thing doesn't make it into a trailer, and then you see that it's a shadow. I was like, oh, that's dope. That looks really cool. We see the rebels running to battle looks like an alarm of some kind and there's an alarm sound effect used in this trailer to great effect totally it's similar to the godzilla uh trailer but we get a glimpse of a looks like a imperial general in white of some kind that's mon motha from uh, return of the jedi okay what is what should we know about him her character's name, or that's, I'm sorry, you're talking about the Imperial or the, the lady that talk, talks to, uh... I'm talking about the Imperial in the that, white Okay, cloak. sorry, my bad. That, I think that's, that's Grand Moff Tarkin. 
Oh, a who, young Graham Moff Tarkin. Yeah, I, that's that guy is Ben Mendelsohn uh, from uh-huh. yeah. uh, a lot of things. He's a great, great character actor. I don't know what he would be most known for off the top of my head. He's kind of, he's just the guy that shows up in a lot of movies. I mean, he's in Dark Knight Rises, but that's kind of a weak. That guy who was in that thing? Yeah, he's one of those guys, but he's a great actor. He's on Bloodline, which is the Netflix series. Really, really good in that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Graham Moff Tarkin. I haven't, I've been working ridiculously all day today, so I haven't had time to to dig around on the internet and see if I could find theories and whatnot, but yep. it looked to me like that's that's younger Tarkin. So the next clip we get is of stormtroopers. Looks like they're patrolling the streets in a similar fashion of A New Hope mm-hmm. uh, and Tatooine. And we get our first glimpse of Forrest Whitaker in the trailer, and it seems like he fits this universe oddly well. Yeah, and he's that's... not he's not too famous, but he's famous enough, you know. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, it's got yeah. what you got to be to be in Star Wars, you know. Totally. Not yeah. not perfectly recognizable or to take you out of it, but recognizable enough that uh, it's a name that uh, you recognize and maybe would bring somebody to the to the it theater. It was weird when when Sly Stallone and Stone Cold Steve Austin were in this trip. <laughs> it was <laughs> kind of jarring. Not the best part, though. <laughs> yeah. Best part. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Best part. It's weird that when Sly... he gave the stunner to the stormtroopers. Okay, it's weird that Sly up. is going to be in Guardians, and it's not going to feel weird, too. It's kind of he's going to fit in that universe like a glove, too. That's I'm a hundred percent convinced he is actually related to Vin Diesel. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, he's going to be Vin's dad, and and fast. Well, that's going to be revealed. That's what we need. We need it. Looks like we get a. Shadow Trooper of some kind, Brian. Yeah, man, that what looks pretty cool. Yeah, Shadow Troopers, uh, which are, I have, I don't think they've ever appeared in a in one of the films. They're from kind of the expanded universe right. stuff and and nerdy action figures. Yeah, it's just I only collect cool. Imperial stuff now because I've had to limit myself. Right. Because if I buy every, I can't buy the whole Ray and oh, BB-8 yeah. so and Finn and all that crap. Right. So I'm limiting yep. myself to Imperials, and so I'm going to have to have one of these guys. Yeah, it looks, uh, when looks it, really when cool. Richard just, yeah. Richard just died, by the and, way. And there's like more. The next, rolling the next clip the we get is them kind of <laughs> My eyes are stuck like this. <laughs> He's got the googly eyes. It looks like they're running through a subway station of some kind. Yeah. And maybe, I'm sure that's maybe the Death Star or something. Mm-hmm. But we get more glimpses of stormtroopers running, and it looks to be like maybe three or four different designs that we haven't seen yet for troopers yeah and i've always stormtroopers have always been my favorite part of star my favorite design of star wars my they look great. the most iconic part of star yeah. wars is the the stormtrooper design i just love it I just, it's timeless it's futuristic it it's it, it's just so great i mean ralph mcquarrie what a genius for designing that and darth vader like basically in the same drawing you know yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh it's just stood the test of time more than anything and uh we get donnie yin's character and he looks like he is holding a staff of some kind i don't know if that's some kind of sword or yeah power yeah. power supply or kind of a bow staff like maybe moses would have or something it's kind of mm-hmm. all-powerful i don't know what that is we don't really see him use it but he's surrounded by stormtroopers so we can expect. Oh yeah, we do see him use it. Actually, we see uh, him swipe down some stormtroopers. It's kind of a samurai sword, right? And we got a couple ships blowing up. Some shadow troopers uh, shooting the ship. It looks similar to Darth Vader's ship and Kylo Ren's ship. So we can maybe assume that that's a Imperial craft of some kind. Mm-hmm. We see another explosion and some rebels blowing up. And then we get uh, the same character. It looks like Moff Tarkin from behind. Walking through water towards destruction. I don't know if that's the same character or not. I don't know why they would yeah, show him twice. And then we get just... a, a first glimpse of what could possibly be Darth Vader. It's a dark cloaked figure surrounded by Imperial guards. Yeah. He has two Imperial guards on either side of him. He looks to be in a similar room as his kind of lair in the previous mm-hmm. uh, trilogy. We don't see his face. And then... Uh, we see more rebels running and blowing up, and of course them getting shot by the Adats at the end. And we see one last shot of Felicity Jones, and she's dressed in an Imperial yeah. outfit. That's yeah, kind of jarring. Like a, I don't know like what a that's about. Shadow trooper or a Tie fighter pilot or something like that. Yeah. yeah, but the the line is "What will you become?" and it shows her mm-hmm. in a Imperial outfit. Right. So 
interesting scenario could possibly be her stealing the plans and then joining the Imperials at the mm-hmm. end or something. Yeah. I think that's what they're hinting at. Or at least. Yeah. That could be, that, that could be something you'd want another, you know, it's another rogue two or something, you know, yeah, I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's like a story we would want to know more about. And I, that's interesting. What, I mean, what if they're setting up sequels to the side shoot movies? I mean, that's an interesting thing too, yeah. you know, like another trilogy that's not part of the main trilogy. Right. I mean, they're just printing money. Yeah, you know? let's do it. Let's do it. Like let's... I've said before, you can put out 14 Star Wars movies a year and I'm going to see all of them. So that's okay. I I don't know that there's ever going – I may be in the minority, but I don't know that there's ever going to be a time where I'm like, Ugh, another Star Wars movie for real? Like just keep, keep doing them. Keep yeah. making the money. I'm fine with it. As far as characters that you've heard may, might appear here besides Darth Vader, what have you heard? Uh, plot line wise or anything like you that. know i haven't really i haven't heard too much i think i think it it wouldn't surprise me at least if we got sort of a cameo from new han solo if they can get the casting done and get him in in time for you know some kind of shot just the character bumping into a brash young smuggler or something like that 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 would make sense to me as far as the the way these movies kind of interconnect that would be a that would be a, a decent way to kind of introduce that character a little bit um i it looks like we're going to get some emperor involved with darth vader so that's i'm sure r2d2 and c3po show up somehow like it's just it's impossible for them to make a star wars movie without those characters so i would think that that's going to happen at some point but i don't think we're going to see uh Leia or Luke or uh, no, yeah, Obi Wan or or anything like that. I I, I kind of think I think this is uh, kind of what I, what I was saying earlier. Of I think it it would make a lot of sense to me for this one especially to be a little bit insulated from connecting too much to the overall uh, storyline from the movies. Like to to fill in some blanks is great, and to have this be a standalone is great. If you I think it's it's too risky of a move. A, I think this is going to be great, but just in the the in case it's not, or in case that it's just not well received with uh, with viewers, and it just doesn't become much of a hit. And this whole thing of can we can we can we do this? Can we make a standalone Star Wars movie every other year? I think it would be not just a risk, but maybe a a bad move to to have too many connections to the main trilogy. Uh, yeah. and risk that like how do you if the, okay let's say this goes poorly somehow it just it gets like a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes and it only makes a hundred million dollars opening weekend and then it just kind of goes away uh how do you how do you kind of write away as far as the rest of the films go how do you pretend like that like this stuff doesn't happen or come up with MacGuffins to explain away whatever connections you have from this film to everything else. Like you, you have to go a long way to make that happen. So, I really kind of expect beyond Darth Vader, we know Darth Vader's in it, and uh, some of these other characters that we've named. I just, I don't think there's going to be too much that brings in the original trilogy or, or let alone the prequels before it. Yeah, I think it's going to connect in to Star Wars and to the original trilogy, and maybe to The Force Awakens. But only in ways that true Star Wars fans will get. It's not going to be so yeah. in your face, yeah. like the, the, with nostalgia. Does that make sense? Like totally. there are going to be little Easter eggs everywhere, but it's going to be stuff that maybe like the Shadow Trooper you only know about from the expanded universe or Agreed. things like that, yeah. and stuff that most people wouldn't uh, know right off the top. Mm-hmm. So the question is, Brian, this is and Richard, this is the question of the day: Do they bring back David Prowse or Hayden Christensen to play <laughs> Darth Vader? <laughs> What's the vote? Oh Lord, what a what a tough no! choice! <laughs> It'd be funny if they brought back Christensen, and but he just was uncredited. They they basically just pay him scale to be an extra in the suit or something. Just like, well, this might be the only work you can get, buddy. Sorry. So yeah, he wasn't supposed to be Darth Vader in Revenge of the Sith, but he like put it yeah, through a hissy stupid. fit because they wouldn't let him be. Darth Vader. So they yeah. had to make him a custom suit that was tailor fitted to him and his head and everything. It's a real oh, skinny Darth Vader. Like it yeah. mattered at all, you know, that he was yeah. in the suit for three scenes or whatever it was. Right. 
But uh, I'm pretty sure we know James Earl Jones is doing the voice. I feel like that's oh, of course. that's come across in the last few months. There's so much Star Wars news. It's hard to keep. It's like we talk about it on the show, and then I kind of forget what we had just talked about. So, or because there's just so many things you kind of have to keep in your mind on this stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's doing the voice again, which is great. So obviously the 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 big reveal in the Force Awakens was. Uh, Han in the trailer, Han and Chewie at the end. Right. I think you know Darth Vader's obviously going to be the reveal here. Yeah, uh, I think that'll so. be the big, I think so. the big stinger at the end of mm-hmm. uh, the next trailer. Will probably be Darth Vader with that reveal, and that'll get people super stoked for the mm-hmm. return of the ultimate movie villain. And uh, that's cool. Maybe we'll learn more about Kylo Ren. We'll, you know, we'll learn more. I, you know, I don't even know. We'll learn more about. Uh, that other side of the dark side that we have, we rarely mm-hmm. get to see. Yeah. Maybe more of Darth Vader, how he becomes so evil, because he's evil at first, but we really only get insight into how he becomes Darth Vader, and not what makes him so evil after the fact. You yeah. know, is it his animosity towards Obi Wan that makes him evil? It is. It is obsession with the Force. Uh, we just don't know. So this is almost as much of a Darth Vader origin as it is a. Uh, movie about the rebels plans to steal the death star. You know? I mean, we're yeah. going to learn so much about Graham off Tarkin apparently. Mm-hmm. And who knows Jabba, you know, who knows? <laughs> sure. Uh, it, we'll, we'll just have to see, but uh, the, the possibilities are endless, but I think this is going to stand alone way better than the previous uh, films do. Like I said, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be more of an, in, more of a thriller, more of a, just a standalone adventure film. Yeah. And uh, less science fiction, maybe more like a war film. I would think mm-hmm. yeah. than the previous ones, something like the great escape or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, that's great. Uh, that, that would uh, pique my interest more of more nostalgic in uh, the sense of old uh, sort of Western style. Yeah. Uh, that's a great rebellion, idea. You yeah. know, if that makes sense. So that's, yeah, that's I would, my, I would love to see the great escape as a star Wars movie. That sounds awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's just my gut instinct. And sure. you know, of course this is all speaking okay. of, uh, of a minute and a half. Right footage, <laughs> right. But uh, that's my gut. What's what's your gut uh, tell you? I like that idea. I think yeah. the. I think you're right. Like it's a. I'm just excited. I don't know what it's going to be, and that's fine. Like I, that makes me even more excited about it. I just. I think it's so cool that we are going to get it. Like I said earlier, an opportunity to explore this universe from a slightly different perspective with us with different stakes i think and and that's that's cool like it's just to me as uber star wars nerd there's just so much that can be done with this universe and this is i I think this is real i really truly think this is the perfect story to start off with for these standalone movies and uh there's kind of the possibilities here are endless and that's really cool i love this cast too i think this is i i'm not super high on felicity jones she kind of annoyed me in theory of everything and some of the other stuff she's done has just been okay but she looks like she fits the part really well and it seems like they're gonna write to her well i think so that doesn't really worry me but uh i don't know what in the world forrest whitaker's doing but he looks awesome there and ben mendelson's great Alan Tudyk is in this. Mads Mikkelsen is in this. Donnie Yen, like that's a really cool. Mads Mikkelsen is going to be the perfect villain. I mean, yeah, he's whatever gonna... he's doing is going to be awesome. <laughs> right? So, Gosh, can't wait for that. That'll be great. I mean, I, it's a it's a low key cast, and that's perfect. Like that's exactly what you need for for this movie because it should be about the story and the universe, not about the cast so much. And Just and, and cast yeah. the right people. Yeah. Let alone forget about their names. You know, I, I think they've done a great job. And the fact that there's a female a lead for The Force Awakens, I mean, I know that was a conscious decision. Right. But uh, the fact that there's an African-American, I mean, people made a big deal about Finn being black. Right. Uh, it's just, J.J. just says, we just want what feels right for the story. Yeah. There's no yeah. race assigned to the characters. Right. And this is a very racially diverse cast, but it just feels so natural to this universe. Yeah. And uh, he just wants... I think they're just trying to show everybody, like you said, just the far reaches of the galaxy. There, there's just so much going on, so many different stories and origins, and I mean, there's just so much to, uh, so many stories to tell. And uh, this is the first, the first Star Wars story, and it's just such a different perspective to not be going into a, you know, a, an episode of Star. Wars. We've never had a movie like this come out, so 
Yep. That's interesting as well. But uh, that's all I got on this. Any, any other closing thoughts, Richard? Any Anything you heard from your friends? Are they excited for it? Did you uh, show yeah. Sarah? I did show it to Sarah. She's psyched. Uh, best review from friend of the show, B-Cat. Oh. Was, he was super fired up. B-Cat was hyped. That's how I judge everything. <laughs> B-Cat's hyped. We're yeah. good. My kid was into it, too. I showed him the trailer a couple times, and uh, right before he went to bed, he was like, oh, I want to watch the Star Wars trailer one more time. Really? Yeah. There were no, there was no droids in it. You ex- he you doesn't care. To, you explain he, to him that's not actually an episode film. You understand, yes. right? It's a, it is. <laughs> Let me explain the canon to you, kid. Right before you go to bed. Yeah. Uh, and then he was just like, "All right, please leave. Just get out of here." Yeah. Uh, but he, dude, he's such a Star Wars nerd. We watched. He watched Star Wars. He goes into my parents' house after school uh, a couple times a week. So he watched Star Wars over there, and then he came home and was like, "I want to watch new Star Wars." So we watched Force half of Force Awakens tonight. And uh, watching the trailer, he knows the the music. Like he gets the music cues. He just yep. as soon as that music, he's like, "Oh, that's you know, that's Star Wars." Oh, that's great. He oh. was really into it. it Man, awesome. I watched the uh, some of the special features on the Force Awakens Blu-ray, Brian. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, but I can't wait. Bro. And there's a there's a little segment about John Williams, and that was the first time I like teared up. <laughs> watching watching the force away like just seeing the orchestra play those songs was like yeah it's so oh it just gives you goosebumps it's so great and, i don't uh, think any film let alone a franchise has ever used the score as well as these films have i was like, thinking about that i think i mean john williams is like mozart beethoven yes, level i mean genius. his his yeah. his music is more recognizable than mozart by more, you know what I mean? You play the Star Wars theme versus play Symphony Number no. 9 by Beethoven or something. Yeah. More people are going to know that. I mean, <laughs> totally. you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, yeah. I know it's because it's in a huge movie and all that, but I mean, musically, it's right up there. I mean, as it's as complex and as diverse and and all of that uh, and some of the great composers of all time. So, man, what a sad day that'll be when we don't have John Williams anymore. But I want to get to a thought from a listener, Michael Moses, who already emailed us his thoughts on the trailer. Love Appreciate it. you, Michael. We're going to get to those uh, here. He says he's really stoked for Rogue One. He hadn't, he didn't even realize it had begun filming yet, let alone that they had enough uh, footage for the trailer. Yes, uh, the movie is coming out at the end of this year. Principal photography wrapped up, I think, last fall or uh, the end of last summer. Mm-hmm. So... And he said he's uh, guessing it'll be a decent film, but he's very disappointed that Forrest Whitaker, a.k.a. Box Office Poison, is in one of the leads, or at the very least, uh, leads the trailer. He says he's very hard to watch in most of his movies. I'll give it a chance, but my interest has decreased a step or two. Seeing him in space is causing Battlefield Earth repressed memories. (laughs) So that's a different perspective. We appreciate that. Uh, I think I have faith in the director here. Um, Forrest Whitaker... Like I said, is not the biggest name, so oftentimes the biggest names don't get the greatest projects, you know, and they kind of do what uh, what comes to them. Yeah, and oftentimes those aren't the Steven Spielbergs of the world coming to you every day, knock down your door, you know, or the Paul Thomas Andersons of the world. Right. Uh, so maybe his filmography hasn't been uh, great. Yeah, but well, I think he's a good actor, and has you know he's, he's proven got a that. freaking Oscar. Right? I mean, he's. And I'm not a huge Forrest Whitaker fan either. I think he's very good at one or two things. And so if you use him right, it'll be it'll be fine. And it's not like he's going to dom it's not like it's Rogue One, a Star Wars story starring Forrest Whitaker. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not I think I think it's more about he's a recognizable. The face. last king of Endor. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. I kinda wanna see that. Yeah. Uh it's more I about think- having somebody recognizable in the trailer. Uh, yeah. And not giving anything away, like I don't, I don't even expect him to have a big role in this movie. Yes, totally, hundred percent agree. And also, I would say, I think, I think Force Awakens has proven pretty. It's not really, it really isn't about, ex- outside of about, I don't know, ten people, ten huge stars. It's not about who the cast is. We can get excited about the cast and be like, oh, I like whatever Woody Harrelson. I love Woody Harrelson. Um, Woody Harrelson's also in Now You See Me. Like it's not right, yeah. it's not always about 
not even always. It's mostly not about the cast. The cast is like the cherry on top in some ways. It's about who's making the choices behind the scenes, whether it's the director, the producers, the executive, the studio, whatever it is. If you can trust those people to put the right people on the screen, then you you kind of just have to accept whatever their choices are and trust that that once you actually see it in action, you're going to appreciate what it what it is. You know what I mean? You're like that's the thing with. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference between the, the Zack Snyder thing and the Star Wars thing is, you know, Star Wars went out and cast uh, a bunch of people we'd not heard of and a few people we had heard but weren't really jacked. sure like what they were exactly. They weren't jacked at all. But uh, but we didn't know really know what it's going to be like. If you weren't excited about that cast, fine. Then you go and see the movie and you're like, the movie's so stinking good. And they literally the cast fit their their parts so well. That's yeah. all that matters is putting the taking the people who who fit the part the right way uh, yeah. that you can do the right things with, and then putting them on the screen. They literally cast somebody off the street for the lead role in the Force Awakens. So I think I have sure. faith in the people yeah. making the decisions right. uh, now, for casting. To- to my own point, uh, and who is what's the guy's name? I'm trying to uh, find Michael. The, Michael. To Michael's point, like if John Travolta, I hate John Travolta more than anyone else on the planet, and if he showed up in a Star Wars film, I would be really ticked about. It. So I'm just gonna immediately retract everything that I just said and put that out there. Yeah. So I think that about does it. Rogue One hits theaters this December, but will you will expect another trailer maybe this summer. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll Comic Con maybe. Something yeah. Like. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to uh, break that down depending on how much it reveals. Yeah, and how many people demand it on our Twitter feed. Right. <laughs> well, thank you to the people that demanded it. And we yes. hope, uh, hope this cleared some things up for you and made you a little bit more excited for Rogue One. But until next week, Brian, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the Twitter at BGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. At Ken Carrison, find our show online at aboutmoviespodcast.com. You can find Richard online at Richard Barden and at richardbarden.com. And find all our episodes uh, on iTunes, or find our most recent 100 episodes on iTunes. And again, all of the episodes are stored in our archive on our website. Less than half of them are on iTunes now. Think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy to think. All right. We'll see you guys at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.